0: morning. You guys okay? Snowpocalypse get you? Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for leaving us. We uh glad to get to be together today. I wanted to say a couple of quick thank yous if I could. Uh, we uh, we had a group of folks, uh, maybe you were a part of this, um, that uh, just uh, started getting money together this week after uh, uh, seeing some posts of a uh, couple of kids in need here locally uh, for a family. And uh, many of you gave money to that. I-, I knew nothing about this. I'm literally walking out of the office on Friday afternoon. I, th- I think it was Friday afternoon. And, uh, and then here comes all these people driving up. And uh, anyway, uh, just, uh, just awesome to see uh you know basically they're like oh you got to you got to come see this you know whatever i'm like okay what are we what are we seeing so uh, we, we, I come in. We unload all these bags or whatever. and They got to lay out all this stuff that they got because that's what women do. We were laughing. Me and the guys were laughing about this because we were like, we'd just been like, "Here's your bags," you know. If it was up to the guys, but the ladies got like, they got to see it all, you know, laid out. and Everything So they lay all this stuff out in the foyer uh, that uh, that they've gone and bought with the money that people had given uh, to help these kids who needed shoes and clothes and. Uh, all kinds of things and uh it was just it was awesome uh to get to see that but i, I i'll tell you what i, I just I, this and and i just i don't know it just kind of got all over me I, it was it was a great you know it was a great opportunity obviously to minister to this family and show them Jesus and uh, they were inviting them obviously to come and worship with us and telling them all kinds of lies about me and uh whatever else and and then uh and then uh when i dro- but when i drove away um, I had this, I just had this fleeting thought of a long time ago when we got called, I'm trying not to get emotional about this, um, when we got called to plant a church, to start a church and just all these things that we hoped for this church to to be and to do in this community and to just know that there are people that don't, you know, aren't going aren't gonna to wait around for a pastor to be like, yeah, that's okay, you can do that. That they just like do it, but that that's not even just that small group of people that were involved with that, but that that is hopefully, and I think it is, uh, the, the DNA of our church, and, uh, uh, and just, I just I just drove away just so thankful for that, uh, so thankful that we all collectively are ministers of the gospel here, not just people with titles or anything else uh and uh so anyway thank you uh to all of you that were faithful in that and knew about that I, did, I still <laughs> I never knew anything about it they were like oh yeah it's all over facebook or whatever i was like well I uh, guess I didn't see it so uh but uh anyway pretty pretty cool stuff uh also just want to say a quick thank you to uh all the folks that helped yesterday during the memorial service there were many of you uh on many levels from tech to uh, greeting and helping people because we had a lot of people here yesterday Uh, that never been here before, didn't know where to go, and that kind of thing. We had a bunch of folks jump at the chance to help them park, help get them inside, help make sure that they knew where to go, what to do, give them waters, love on them, all the things. So uh, I just want to say a quick thank you, and you can continue to be praying um, for the Conan family uh, through this time. Uh, Grateful to know that she is with the Lord. Um, Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, so we're... In this series, who is God? And uh, as we've been walking through this series a little bit, I uh, just—I've just kept asking myself, what are the things about God that I—that maybe I know that I don't think about enough, or what are things that I don't know well enough, but I need to study more, or whatever that is. And 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 so, and then uh, you know, sometimes it's like so much, like you know, the very first one was that He's the same; He's the same all the time. Uh, you know, and we studied that many weeks ago now. Uh, but you know, as I as I've been doing this, I've been I've you know I even been thinking, okay, what what are the ones that are right in front of us that oftentimes we just don't put the pieces together to think about to be reminded of the gospel and to be reminded of who He is that would draw us to Him even more. And so uh, that that's kind of one of the these that I'm, I'm studying and, and sharing with you today. Uh, And uh, if you've got a Bible and you want to get it out, you're more than welcome to do so. I would love for you to do that. Uh, And if you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, and they would be glad to bring you one. If you don't own one, you can keep that one considered a gift. Um, And if you are just borrowing it, that's fine, too. When you're done with it, just put it on top of the bookcase when you uh, head back out uh, when you are done here. So, uh, But, yeah, thank you so much for these guys. There you go. It's like Lambert's up in here now. Just throw your hand up, it's like home with the throat rolls. Who's been, to, who's been to Lambert's? Come on. The rest of you people need to get some Jesus in you today and head on over to Lambert's. Sykeston, Missouri, they're waiting on you. Uh, I've I got to tell the story. Now, uh, I'll be very brief with it, I can't help myself. A uh, uh, former student studying to be a pilot calls me one day. He he moved up here to help start the church many years ago. Then he moved back to the Memphis area studying to be a pilot. He calls me. He says, hey, you want to grab lunch today? I was like, I'd love to grab lunch today. And I was like, are you in town? He's like, I'm heading up. I was like, man, that's awesome. You meet you want to meet downtown or something, make it a little bit easier on you? No, 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 I was thinking about in Clarksville. I was like, okay, not kind of in the way, but, you know, I'll, I'll go there where, where you want to go. So then then he starts to describe to me that he's... He's going to meet me at an airfield in Clarksville. And so, long story short, he, he picks me up. Uh, he, he's like, uh, we got room for uh, two more. I invite my dad and another friend of mine. And we, he ends up picking us up, uh, picks up me and my dad in Clarksville. Then we fly to Kentucky to pick up my friend because he happened to be somewhere visiting his grandparents, I think actually Princeton where I'm from. And, which is really weird because it's got like the littlest airport in the world. Uh, and he's like, oh, we can just go wherever. You just tell, us, tell me where he is and we'll just go get him. So then we go get him. And then we flew to Sykeston, Missouri to eat lunch. And I was like, what is, am I, did we like flip the coin and turn into like Puff Daddy overnight? What happened? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. But anyway, it was awesome. And because that you like radio in ahead, and they're like used to people doing this or something. So so Lambert's will send a van to come get you, and they bring you in the back door, and you don't have to wait in line. And yeah, I could get used to that. If any of you got to flying, hook me up. All right, let's go. I'll buy lunch. <clears throat> the uh, the scriptures that we're sharing in together today uh, are uh, around an idea of something that we love and then sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we don't like uh, about who God is. Uh, and that's that he is just. God is just. That's a, that's, a, that's a statement. But today, instead of just talking about the one, I wanted to talk about two. I wanted to talk about the fact that he is merciful and just. He is merciful and and just so so just to kind of just to kind of get a just even a quick thought of that the, the idea that he is merciful and just you know we kind of uh, you know we kind of have like these things I think in life you know like you know he's merciful is over here man we love that you know every day of our life we love the he is merciful over here and then Jen's gonna shoot me for this and then he is just you know over here Two, two ends of the spectrum if you will you know and, and so, you know, we, when we talk about the fact that God is, you know, merciful and just, and then, you know, it feels like there's all this in-between, right? And in this big in-between, I, I think a lot of times we just think, well, God's just kind of lingering in the middle. No, 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 no. He's not lingering in the middle. He is both at the same time, all the time. And this brings about this thought of what he has done for us and how undeserving we are. You know, mercy, mercy is a great thing. You know, mercy is a wonderful thing. We love to have mercy, unless it's that game that you played like when you were in elementary school. You remember that, where like you lock hands like this and you got to like, you know, bend the and bend like, mercy! You know, it's like, so that really, that really touched, touched a nerve with some of you, I can tell. Like, Some of you are still feeling the pain of third grade when that kid did that to you. Um, But, you know, we love mercy, and we love justice, right? We love the fact that God is just, but at the same time, sometimes we're like, well, God, I just, you know, I I didn't mean to, you know, fall into that thing and do that deal, whatever. And, And the truth is, is that it's really good for both things are really good for us. In fact, I want to read this passage out of Romans 3. Romans 3, and if you want to go there with me, verse 21 is where we're going to start. And I have found myself spending a lot of time in the book of Romans in my own personal uh, study, just on and off, it feels like, especially for the last year. uh, I just keep coming back uh, to study uh, Romans and, and to try to just have an even better understanding of the gospel itself. And I feel like we have so much. Paul gives us so much in the book of Romans to help us with that. And, uh, and I want to talk about some of the things in here. Romans three twenty one. it says this. <clears throat> it says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now that's a mouthful, but it is good. It is good. I want to come to uh, a couple of pieces of this. Uh, you know, first of all, we see you know this whole like, you know, stuff about the law and all this, and we have this understanding that you know God gave the law, and uh, you know that that was that was really to help you know set a trajectory, but uh, for God's people, and, and of course, so many people have taken that over time, and even still today do this, take that as a uh, well, you got to keep the law to be saved kind of thing. Well, we know as believers and as New Testament Christians who follow Jesus, that there is no way for us to keep the law. Like, we are not going to keep the law because we are sinners, and we will jack that up every chance we get. This passage helps bring about a truth for us that is important for us to understand. And anytime I have that Conversation with someone that wants to talk to me about, you know, well, I can't be a Christian because I'm not good enough, or, uh, you know, I've had not many of these conversations, but a couple along the way of people that that believe that they've never sinned. You know, anytime that I have those types of conversations, I always point back to Romans 3 23. Actually, 22, let's go there. It says, The righteousness of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, I love that, anyone who would believe in Jesus can have the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus. For there is no distinction, and it says this in verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God levels the playing field for us. It is this reminder for us that, that no matter what, we will never measure up because we've sinned now if you just if you just took that one verse and that was all you believed about scripture if god only gave us that one verse we'd be in trouble right like that that one verse would not get us home that one verse we would we would be we'd be jacked up okay there's a lot of words i want to use right there i'm not going to For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God helps us to understand that every single one of us is a sinner and we understand something about our sin thanks to Scripture and that's that it deserves death. It has a punishment. Remember, he is merciful and just. He's just. He sees things through. He's going to make sure that right, you know, Wrongs are righted and all those things. I mean, he's he's the man of balance, you know. And at the end of the day, he is still just. And being just, meaning in this situation, that if we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, then that means that we all deserve death for our sin. But God loved us so much that verse 24 says, picks up where 23 leaves off, and it says, and are justified by his grace as a gift. Justified by his grace as a gift. What is he over here? He's just. And we are justified. You see, I think sometimes we make these words harder than they are. You know, we, we, we turn words like justified and justification into, into these things that are like so unattainable because they're, you know, these, you know, theological words that, you know, we struggle to understand or whatever. I want us to overcome that together because the truth is, is that God being just for us means that he wants what is right. He's like the judge that is sitting behind the bench that wants to make sure that, that, that the, that the that the wrongs are righted, right? That, that someone that's done something wrong has to pay. That payment for our sin is death. We've all fallen short of the glory of God because we've all sinned. We couldn't keep the law. But in verse 24 it says, but all of those people are justified who have believed in Jesus, all are justified by his grace as a gift. Now we talked about this a couple weeks ago but I don't think we can talk about it enough. It is a gift. It is not something we earn. We can't be good enough to receive God's redemption. We need Jesus to make up the difference for us. It says, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation for His by His blood to be received by faith. Now, there's another one of those words that throws us. You know, propitiation. You know, somebody says that I was like, okay, I'm 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 out. It's football Sunday, and I'm you know I'm already thinking about you know the Bears playing the Colts or whoever it is today. I I, liter, I literally didn't know who was playing. I think until yesterday, just to be honest with you. So I, I'm really doing a good job of keeping up. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this is this reminder for us, this, this word propitiation is this, this same word for us that he's made this payment for us, that he has settled. He has settled for us what we couldn't settle for ourselves. That as if we were standing in front of the judge and the judge was about to come down with his judgment on us, send us away for life. And then Jesus steps in and says, no, judge, no, no, I got this. I got this because they have believed in me. It actually goes even a little further than that because it's not quite like that, even though in a way it is. It's that God sees the righteousness of Jesus. What's it say? It says, this was to show verse 25 this was to show god's righteousness because of his divine forbearance he has he had passed over former sins it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in jesus are we getting anywhere I mean, this is good for us. This is good for us today. To be reminded of who God is and what He's done for us. And yes, that He is just, but that He is merciful. You see, He can be both at the same time. He can be just, and being just as He was and is, He saw and already knew ahead of time that there would be a need for us to have mercy. He knew. But He also knew that in His creation, we couldn't save ourselves. We literally needed the perfect sacrifice. We literally needed the person, the only person who could come and live the perfect life that knew no sin, that He Himself would become sin. Which, le- which leads me to another passage. Second Corinthians verse five. Second Corinthians verse five. You'll want to turn there if you got if you got it. Second Corinthians verse five, and verse seventeen, and we're going to get to what I think is one of the greatest verses in all of Scripture. We start out in verse seventeen second Corinthians 517 it says this it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation If anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come I think a lot of people think that being a Christian is just about going to church and trying to be good people right I think think a lot of folks think that that's it. A lot lot of people see it as that. A lot of people also see it as like, let's get our fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. I want to make sure that I go to heaven because that sounds good. And I heard something about the yellow brick road. That was actually the Wizard of Oz, okay? Uh, But either way, a lot of people want to be a Christian because of these things. I think some people want to be Christian sometimes just because uh, maybe it looks better on the resume or something in your local community. I'm not sure. I hope not. But what we have here is we have this understanding of something that happens when we actually put our faith in Jesus and believe on Him to be who we need Him to be and who He was, which is our Savior. That He came and He gave His life Even though he knew no sin, he became our sin. And when we trust in Christ, he changes our lives. Not just for the sake of getting fire insurance. Not just for the sake of smelling better. That didn't work for some of y'all anyway. What Jesus has done for us changes our lives. That's why it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We have been made into a new creation the moment that we have believed and trusted in Jesus. That's why when I get in a conversation with somebody and they say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, they get to talk about it. one One of the questions I usually ask is, tell me about when you became a Christian. If you ever come to me and say, I want to be baptized, the first, que- first question I'm going to ask you is always tell me about when you became a Christian. I, part, partly just because I love hearing the story. Partly because I just love hearing the story. Secondly is because I just want to make sure that folks have an understanding of like what God has really done in their life and that they're not hanging their hat on something that their family has always done, you know, Oh, well, you know, I'm a Christian because I grew up in the church. I've just always known God. No, there comes a point in time where this happens. This right here is important, that we've become a new creation in Christ. That is something that he has done in us, and he will continue to do this work that we call sanctification, another one of those big words that some of us run away from, uh, where he is constantly making us more like him. Verse 18, it goes on says, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So Jesus, through Jesus, God has reconciled us. Just God offers mercy and he reconciles us to himself. It's this beautiful picture of what God has done for us. Verse 19, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. That's our marching orders right there. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? You know, it starts out, Paul starts out talking about how God's reconciling the world and us to himself and all that. But then Paul spins it. And he's like, guess what? I'm calling you to be a part of the process of reconciling others back to me. You are now ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal, verse 20, through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That is us saying to them, you, friends, family, people that God has put in our lives, be reconciled to God. Let me tell you what he's done for me. He can do it for you. And of course, some of those people are going, oh, not me. He's not going to do that for me because I've made all kinds of boo-boos in my life. But guess what? Verse 19 says, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. All who believe upon the name of Jesus to be their Savior shall be saved. And then comes verse 21. And verse 21 brings down the house. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin that in him we might become the righteousness of god for our sake for our sake he didn't have to do it it's not for his sake it's for our sake he made him he made jesus to be sin who knew no sin So that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. So He offers mercy as a gift. And when we receive it, and are one day seen before the Lord, and even now seen before the Lord, when He sees us, He sees the righteousness of Jesus. You're like... There's another one of those words, righteousness, been, been to church all my life, keep hearing this word, really don't even understand what it believes. Let's just go with the purity that is the Lord's, the perfection that is the Lord's. He sees his son who knew no sin. You see, Jesus took our sin and we took his life. See how that works? Quite literally, Jesus took our sin on the cross, His blood shed, the death that He died was died and done for the cost of our sin. He stood in front of the judge and He took what we deserved. And then we literally took His life and were given life through His death and His resurrection. For our sake, He made Him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Say, well, Chris, I'm new to this. I'm trying to understand what what am I, you know... Where am I supposed to be at when I you know, feel like I just keep failing? How am I supposed to know that God's okay with me? How's He going to still love me? He's going to still love you because the blood that Jesus shed was done once and once for all. And it doesn't have to be done again. And it was good for the sin of yesterday and the sin of today and the sin of tomorrow. Now Paul is real clear that we shouldn't go on living in sin but that we should strive to follow Jesus. But honestly, that comes out of that new life that is birthed in us. God's mercy. Lamentations 3.22 says this. says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. His mercy never stops. His mercy never stops. Praise God that He is not just just, but that He is merciful, and that He loved us so much that He would send Jesus to take our place, to die the death that we deserve, that we might have the life of Jesus put on us His righteousness seen on us when God the Father now sees us Christ was never a sinner not before or during or after the cross but he took our sin and the death that came with it that you and I might have life God is merciful and just. Praise Him for that. Let's pray. God, we thank You. Thank You for Your truth. God, I pray for anyone right now in this moment that has never trusted in You, believed in You, put their faith in You, that they, ca- they cannot say today, Lord, that I've had this major change in my life because of what God has done in my life. Lord, I pray that today that that would change. I pray that You would speak to their hearts today. Lord, help them to see today their need for You, their need for forgiveness of their sin. But Lord, that You want to give them life. That You have a purpose for them. God, do that work in their life. God, help the unbeliever to believe today. God, help us as believers to <laughs> with our unbelief at times. God, may we trust in you fully for everything. And God, today we are thankful that, Lord, you are merciful and just. Thank you for sending your Son to die for us. May we praise you, worship you, Lord, for doing so. God, thank you for allowing us to be your church. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of the process. Use us to reconcile this world back to you. God, place those people's names and faces on our hearts and don't let it go. Thank you, Lord. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen.